everybody. This is Leslie. And Sarah. And this is episode six of the Tailors in Japan podcast. This episode is brought to you by Galatians 6, 9. Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And doesn't that apply to all of us, not just missionaries waiting in limbo? Um, today we're going to talk about uh, what's going on in Japan as far as travel, whether people are allowed in or not, our plans while we're still here in the States for however long that is going to be. Um, some projects that Leslie is going to be working on that both apply here in the States and in Japan and what we, um, the rest of us in the family have been doing while we wait. So Leslie, why don't you go ahead and update them on what Japan's doing right now? Yeah. So obviously, um, travel restrictions have been applied in almost every single country in the world. Um, nobody really wants to let in a bunch of travelers from around the country with this virus going around. And of course, flying is a pretty uh, high risk activity right now, being closed up with a bunch of other people who have been traveling, who you don't really know where they're from and so on. So, um, you know, there's been all these travel restrictions. We have them here in the US, they have them in Europe, um, and they have them in Japan. And we've talked about some of this before. And we still don't know when they're officially going to let us in. That's the, the long and short of it. We don't really know. Every single month, the next month is a real possibility. So we really thought and had hoped that maybe July we would see them opening up to people who have visas. But that hasn't happened yet. So maybe it'll happen in August. Maybe there will be an announcement in August. Or maybe there will be an announcement in September. We really don't know. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into it. One of the problems is the fact that the U.S. still doesn't have this, this thing under control for various reasons. We just haven't done it. Japan has done a really good job of this. Japan has their pandemic under control. Other countries have their pandemic under control. We don't. And because we don't, um, you know, other countries are going to be not necessarily super excited about letting in American citizens right now because they know there's a higher risk when you have so many cases coming from our country. So that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And there's nothing that obviously we can do about it. I mean, we can try to be careful ourselves and we are. And we hope other people try to be careful too, but you know we can't control obviously every single person in the country. So um, in the meantime, we just try to wait and pray for good news. And thankfully, there has been some good news. Japan has started to open up the country a little bit to some other places. Primarily, right now, they're only opening up, uh, opening up the borders to basically business people who are coming in for business work. And you know, there's a lot of restrictions on those people, and even then, they're only opening it up to people from certain countries, primarily those countries that have things under control, like New Zealand and Vietnam and some other places like that, where they have really um, just taken care of the virus for the most part. So that's been um, good that they're at least opening the borders slowly. I also saw some news earlier this week that they're talking about opening the borders up to some more countries, including South Korea, which also has things under control. Um, China, which seems to have things under control, and uh, I think some other Asian countries. So that's good news that they're looking at opening things up right now. Uh, and actually, I just read this morning from the Asahi newspaper in Japan that they're talking about opening the borders again to residents of certain statuses. So that's also good. Now, it's not clear, even if they do that, whether that includes us. Because while I have a visa right now, I have my certificate of eligibility, the COE, and I have my visa. None of us have residency technically in Japan right now. Although, although we, you would get it like the day that you landed, yes. given that you have all the other paperwork. Exactly. As soon as you land, they will give you a residency card. Like that's like you literally get that card in the airport. So we would get a residency card as soon as we landed, but we don't actually have residency there right now. And so it's really unclear what group we will be in there. I, I can't imagine that there's a ton of people like us, but maybe there are. I really don't know. What I do know, though, is they are starting to open their borders and Lord willing, soon that will include us. Again, we don't really know when. It could be August, September. I mean, we really just don't know, but we continue to pray and uh, hold on to the hope that that will change soon. 
So we kind of joke about this a little bit, but if you want to help a missionary, please do what you can to avoid the spread so that America will get it under control so that missionaries like us can travel to other countries in whatever form that takes in your life. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I I know some of the stuff is frustrating and there's been a lot of flip-flopping here. Just, I don't know, things have been crazy but it really does make a difference when when we control the outbreak here other countries are going to be more willing to open up the borders and that's not just to us that's not just us we know a bunch of missionaries who are in limbo and stuck and their work cannot continue so that means you know the work of the lord's kingdom by these people is being is being stunted right now for that very reason and so as long as we don't have things under control um that's going to be harder for them to to get into some of these countries so for all of us, you know, for all of us missionaries, I think, um, you know, it's better once things get under control here and anything that we as individuals can do in our communities to help, um, I think certainly it will be appreciated and be a blessing. But anyway, um, all of that said, while the travel restrictions are still in place and uh, it's not clear exactly when that will open back up, we do hope soon. I would be surprised if it goes on um for more than a couple of months because of the fact that they're starting to make these changes. That's a really good sign, but we don't really know. That said, there was some really good news we got just like a week or two ago. And that is on June 26th in Japan, the uh, government of Japan officially announced that all certificates of eligibility and visas and basically stuff like that. I think especially the COEs for us is the big thing. We're going to be extended uh, pretty much indefinitely. They're going to be extended for six months after the borders open again or like some date in April. I can't remember what the specific date is, whichever comes first. Um, Now, certainly our hope is that it will be long before that that things open up again. But either way, the good thing is that means that when things do open up, we don't have to restart our paperwork. My COE was set to expire on July 24th. Well, now that means that it's not going to expire. So as soon as the borders open up, we're ready to go. Our paperwork's already done. I have my visa. I have my COE. Now the kids and Sarah, they don't have their visas yet. They only have their COEs. So they'll still have to go through that process. Um, So more than likely when the borders do open up, I will go first. Um, Almost definitely at this point, I will go early ahead of them and I'll go through the tests that I have to do there and and the quarantine, assuming that that's necessary then too. And uh, then that way, when they come, everything's already set up. They have a place to stay. It's a lot easier for me to go through all that process and the pain of, you know, getting everything set up by myself rather than having all of us there and trying to quarantine and deal with all of that. It's, it's, you know, going to be a little bit harder. So it's easier on me to do it by myself. And we've talked about that a lot, even before Corona hit, um, just about whether it would be more beneficial for Leslie to go ahead of us or not, because it is helpful on the Japan end that when the kids and I get there, everything's already taken care of. But of course, that leaves me here to sell the car, figure out how to mail all our packages on my own and go through the airport with three kids. But I mean, I've done that before. And thankfully, they're older now, so... They are. They can carry their own luggage. (laughs) I can trust them um, to be a little more responsible. So there are pros and cons to both sides, but that's really not a major issue to us. It'll be a little sad to go separately, but um, we we see the pros behind that as well. Yeah, I think we would definitely rather go together. I mean, because this is a family mission. This isn't just, you know, a one-person show at all. Like, this is all of us together, and so we would rather do it together and travel together and then, you know, be able to land and pray together and thank God for getting us there together and all of that. But there are practical considerations that have to be considered. And uh, I think practically it just makes a lot more sense for for me to go ahead of them and get everything set up. But anyway, not sure when that's going to happen, but the good news is whenever the borders do reopen, our paperwork is set. Uh, Sanpei-san and uh, Tad Ayakawa will not have to do Anything basically will be set. I'll be ready to go as soon as they're willing to accept me. And that's really good news. So we're very thankful for that. That is definitely an answered prayer. And honestly, even seeing the motion forward by the country is an answered prayer. So it'll be interesting to see how things turn out. Um, I, I think the U.S. tends to have definitely a kind of, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of mentality 
Um, certainly the current administration has that in terms of things, and that may be helpful in this scenario because, you know, Japan has already been pushing America to open back up to them like pretty hard. They've been saying, Hey, why don't you guys let us in? Because obviously we have our pandemic under control and stuff. Well, especially under this administration, I think they're very unlikely to be like, yeah, you can come in, even though you've completely shut the doors to all of us more than likely, they will say, okay, we're more than happy to let you in, but you've got to reciprocate. And so that may mean something for us. Then again, it may not. I really, you know, all of this is obviously new to everyone. So it's anyone's guess what will actually happen, but we continue to pray and we continue to request your prayers that they will open up soon because I have to say being in limbo is getting tiring. Um, it's, it's really frustrating to just be stuck here and stuck in this point where you're just like, I have absolutely no idea. We've got these boxes in our house. We're packed up, but we're not totally packed up and we need to pack up, but should we pack up? Are we ready to pack up more? I don't know. You know, it's just like this constant state of limbo and it's frustrating for all of us. And I think we're ready to be out of it. But most importantly, we're eager to get to the work and to get started on on some things. So anyway, that is uh, our travel situation. Again, not really sure where things are entirely, but Lord willing, we'll be going soon. Lord willing, they'll open up soon. And we certainly appreciate your prayers uh, to that end. So while we wait, though, you know, we have started to talk about our plans moving forward and the things that we're going to do from this point. Instead of just sitting around waiting, we really want to be proactive and involved in whatever we can be involved in regarding our mission. And so we've actually already started planning some things that we can start doing now that are really long-term projects and can continue to bear fruit when we get to Japan. So before I talk about a couple of projects that I in particular have been working on, um, first of all, Sarah and I talked about it, and we've talked to uh, the leadership here in Florida. And should we still be here come September? Lord willing, we won't be. But should we be still here in September? At the very beginning of September, I will completely stop all of the work that I'm doing uh, here at the church in Florida. So I'm not going to be preaching or teaching anymore here. And the reason for that is twofold. Number one, for the church's sake, you know, we don't know when we're going to leave, but there's a decent possibility it could be by September. And so if we just hang on and we're doing everything up to the very end, well, they could be left in a difficult position without any preacher to help them out in the middle of all that. So over the next couple of months, um, we've encouraged them to start taking the steps of finding a new preacher. So at the beginning of September, I will completely pull away from all of that and Lord willing, they'll have a new preacher that can come in and help them out and continue on with that work. So for a couple more months, I'll still be doing the work here. Um, and at the end of that, it comes September, if uh, we're still here and I still have the time to do it, um, then I'll use that spare time that I now have from not preaching here to start preparing more lessons for Japan. I had started doing that before the virus began, before this whole pandemic began, um, I'd stepped away a little bit from the work so that I could focus more time on preparing my lessons. But once the virus came into play and it was clear that we were going to be delayed in our trip, um, I started getting back to the work here in Florida. So I wasn't really able to, uh, continue to build on those, um, those lessons. So I would really like to prepare some more if I have time to. And so not having to do the things here will help out with that. But in the meantime, there are two projects that I'm working on already that I'm really excited about. Um, two projects that I think are going to be fruitful after we get to Japan and ones that we're going to continue to use in Japan, hopefully on a regular basis, um, and that I, I really think are going to be very good. So the first one is, um, so there's a school there. I think I may have talked about this before. I'm not sure if we've talked about it on the podcasts. Uh, you've probably heard about it before if you have you know, followed our work for any time. But anyway, it's called the uh, Japan School of Evangelism, JSE for short. And JSE is basically kind of like a, a preaching school um, in Japan among the Churches of Christ. And they've been around for quite some time. And so I talked recently with some people in Japan about developing a website for JSE. Now, our, our previous partner, Steve Carroll, he had built like a Google site many years ago for JSE. But up till now, that's the only web presence that they've had. 
And um, I don't think that anybody has kept it up. The pictures on there are, are fairly old at this point. And I don't think any of the Japanese people are really keeping it up. And Steve's not in Japan anymore to keep it up. So um, basically, you know, that that's all that they've had. They don't have any other web presence or online presence, really. So I talked to them about designing a website, and then I've already started to do that. So I, I started designing a logo for them, um, started doing some work on the website. And it's going to take some time to get things together because we're probably going to have to get like a .or.jp URL, but I can't do that from the US end. We're going to have to do that from their end. Um, I think you need some extra information that I can't really provide. So it's going to take a little bit of time to work things out. And obviously, this is going to be a primarily Japanese website. So that's also going to be a little bit interesting to see how that plays out. But at any rate, um, I've already started designing that. And I think that's going to be really useful. I'm really excited about the possibilities for that. I, I don't know everything that the people that head up JSC are looking to do. But there's a lot of information. They've recorded all sorts of sessions. And so to me, if we could make some of these things available online or just you know, make them available in some way and really get some more attention for the school, they might get more students. Some of those students might even be people from you know different fellowships um, who have different ways of thinking about things. And so we can study with them about some of the things that are important to us. Um, but even aside from that, you know, it, it can be a beneficial even within the Churches of Christ to a larger audience, perhaps. Maybe people that can't come into Tokyo um, can still easily access the information that JSE has available. Maybe some other ideas. I obviously, I haven't really talked to everybody there in person yet, but um, I really think there's a lot that this website could do if they have an online presence. So um, that's, that's the first thing that uh, I've been working on right now. I really want to emphasize how great a potential this has in Japan, because I feel like here in America, we have so much information at our fingertips, literally, that we kind of take for granted um, just having all of that. And we don't really recognize, and how could we if we're not there experiencing it, but we don't recognize how few resources other countries have um, about Christian information, Christian learning and education. And so to be able to provide something like this that anyone can access in Japan is such a huge thing that we may not really recognize the greatness of. And so if God can use that to share the gospel even more over there, I think this is going to be such a wonderful thing. And especially to have so many of the Japanese preachers involved in that is is such a great way to bring the community together to share the word over there. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. Um, you know, here in America, you know, websites related to really anything, I guess, but especially, you know, Christian websites are kind of a dime a dozen. But in Japan, that's just not the case. In Japan, there really is a lack of a lot of these kinds of resources, you know, um, and so I really do hope that JSE will be able to make more resources available through this website and uh, maybe it'll open up some doors. You know, they might even be able to do some digital courses, which obviously, especially after this pandemic, I think more and more that distance learning is going to be really important. So this might afford some opportunities for that. Um, there's just, I think there's a lot of possibilities. I'll just put it that way with this. If they have a good website that, that they know how to run, that they can keep up and, um, you know, understand how to work with. So anyway, that's my goal. Obviously, this is a pretty large project, but um, I'm hopeful that it's, it's going to be good. And I've already started on it. I've already started working on the design, um, just a kind of a mock-up to send, and then we'll kind of go from there. But I will say when I talked to one of the preachers over there, he seemed really excited about it. He thought it would be a great idea, and he thought that the other preachers would think it was a good idea as well. So I feel pretty optimistic that's going to get a good reception. Um, I don't know how to, how the design will be received. I mean, I hope the design will be well received, but um, at least, you know, it, it'll take some time. That's okay. But I think they're going to like it. Um, so anyway, that's something you can pray about. Pray that it will be done well and that it will be effective because I do think there's some great potential here. So that is project number one. Project number two is more of a personal project. Now, it's not just going to involve me, but JSE is more obviously for the organization and, and for a larger group of people. This project that I'm about to talk about is one that is really more, um, 
I, I guess you could say my brainchild in a sense. So many of you know that I'm a very creative person. I've created all sorts of things. You, you may know I'm a photographer. Um, I also have done some video work and especially since the pandemic began, and I knew that Matsudo and some other people in Japan were not able to meet. And I also knew that just like people over the world, there's a lot of anxiety and, and even depression being involved right now with, with all of this stuff going on and, and fear. So for that reason, I started creating some videos that I released on my personal uh, Facebook page. And these videos are really just me in my office talking about various subjects. I was basically just giving devotionals. I called them just Japanese devotionals. Um, and they would just be like maybe five to 10 minutes tops, usually maybe like five, six, seven minutes. Um, and I would just talk about some particular subject and share sort of a devotional thought that I hoped would be encouraging with those who were online. And so some of those are members from Matsudo. Some of those are members, you know, other places. Some of those aren't even Christians. Um, and I think those were fairly well received. Realistically, who wants to watch a video of me in my office sitting at a desk talking about something? Um, I don't even think a lot of Christians necessarily want to watch that, but especially non-Christians, that's going to be super uninteresting, I think. Not that it's useless, just that it's not necessarily the ideal way to go about it. So the idea that I had was to share some videos that are attractive, share videos that really... I don't know, it hit people in a more personal way rather than just that academic kind of cold, bland way. They, they are more personal, more attractive, capture your attention, but still share a biblical message, a Christ-centered message, message that points people to the gospel. That's what I really wanted to do. So uh, back in June, we traveled to New Hampshire for a couple of weeks and, and spent some time with Sarah's parents since we hadn't gone to Japan yet. We figured it had been, we hadn't visited her parents since like January. So we said, well, you know, we'll take a little extra time, take a, little, uh, a couple weeks off and go up there and go visit them for a bit. So while we were there, I actually did quite a bit of recording for some videos and I've already released one. It's on my Facebook page. If you're friends with me on Facebook, you can see it. If you're not, it's actually public. So if you can find my profile on Facebook, you can actually see it too. Um, but anyway, basically I, I went into... Um, a field, there's some uh, lupins up there, and they're a beautiful field full of these, these gorgeous lupins in the mountains. And I recorded some of that, and I made a video talking about Matthew 6, where Jesus talks about the field, the, the flowers of the field, and how God takes care of the flowers, and he'll take care of you. And so I kind of shared that. It was very simple. The, the Japanese was very simple. I didn't speak a whole, a whole bunch. It's not really a sermon. It's not even really a devotional so much as, I, I don't know, Sarah, what would you call it? It's a... A thought. A thought, an encouraging thought, an encouraging note, and words of encouragement coming from Scripture pointing to Jesus. And that's that's my goal. Um, and so, and again, it's supposed to be, it's very artistic. This isn't just like, you know, a, a, a cold video just sharing information. It's an artistic vision, but again, with a biblical message pointing to Jesus. And so um, that received a lot of, of good attention. I mean, this is just on my personal Facebook page, that's all. I don't have it on YouTube. I don't have anywhere like that. And despite that, I think it's already gotten well over 300 views, which is pretty good for my personal Facebook page to get 300 views from that. Um, and it got quite a few likes. In fact, I, I would say almost, it could be a, as much as half, but certainly a good number, like four or five or so of the people that liked it who were Japanese, at least, were non-Christians. Um, and so I was kind of surprised even at some of the people who liked it. I think that's the great thing about this is that it's accessible, like it's applicable to anyone. It's comforting to anyone. Yes. And and so it can reach anyone. Exactly. And that's the thing. I, you know, I wanted these videos not to be so on the nose or kind of in your face. The other videos, because they're more like lessons and teaching, um, it's a little more direct. It's a little more religious, you know, and so people kind of see it and are just like, well, that's for religious people. That's not for me. These videos are intended to say, this is for you too. You don't have to be a Christian to listen for the, to this video and receive encouragement from this video um, and to get a good thought from this video. And so that's my goal. The goal of this project, and I, and I decided on the name is going to be Show and Tell, and I've already designed like a logo for it. I'm working on a, a website mock-up. Um, 
I hope that I'll be able to start the website design actually soon. I'm going to have to get a .jp URL ending for this, and that may be a little bit more challenging because, again, like there's just some kind of, I don't know, red tape basically you have to go through to get the, the .jp ending. It's Japan. Of course there's red tape. Of course there's red <laughs> tape, yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, you, you have to go through that to get it. So it may take me a little bit of time to get all that together. But the idea of this website is to be a, a hub for that kind of stuff. And it's not just going to be videos. It's also going to be images. Like I've been using some of the photographs that I've created as well. And these have gotten some pretty good responses too. Um, but used some of the images that I've created and I've overlaid text in a really attractive way on them. And a lot of times it just shares a Bible verse, whatever the, the verse may be, maybe something from the Psalms or something like that. Um, or it might be a quote from some Christian writer, you know, maybe something like C.S. Lewis or a preacher or something like that. Um, but the point is to, to, again, have something attractive that's really simple, not so in your face, but still is encouraging and helps people to think. And, and my hope is that these videos will become more popular, that people will feel more comfortable sharing them, and that anybody can get, you know, encouragement from these things. And then as they get that uh, encouragement from this, then, you know, they, they maybe will start thinking about Jesus. They'll start thinking about their own faith. They'll start thinking about whether, you know, maybe they can show up to church. Maybe they start feeling more comfortable with, with showing up to a congregation. And what I want to do on this website is to say that it's affiliated with the churches of Christ and maybe have a list or a map or something like that of all the churches of Christ in Japan so that people can look on there and say, oh, I, there's actually a congregation pretty close to here. I might go visit them. Um, and so this can be something nationally, not just local, but nationally that anybody can watch in Japan and then give them that opportunity to actually visit a church and, and be able to make some personal connections with real Christians in Japan. Now, right now, that first video, actually, I, I was in it, but not very much. It's mostly about the flowers. I show up for like a few seconds here and there to say some things while I'm in the field. Like literally in the field, I'm actually standing in the field of flowers, um, just talking a little bit. But once we get to Japan, I really want to be behind the scenes more. I want to have more Japanese vocals rather than my vocals, because I just think that makes more sense. It's more personal to them. It shows that Japanese are Christians too. Um, I want to have, you know, maybe some opportunities for Japanese Christians to share kind of a, a quick testimony about their faith and their, their experience being a Christian, their Christian walk in Japan. Um, maybe Japanese ministers sharing a quick thought. Something like that, where because that way, again, it's not about me, it's about them, and it's personal, it's local, and maybe it can hit them a little more personally. So, um, and, you know, those videos will ultimately be on YouTube, they'll be on the website, so it's kind of a hub for all of it. And again, those images too, they'll be on the website. So this will be a hub for everything, but ultimately, these are things that I can share, you know, you can share them to Instagram, you can share them to YouTube, you can share them to Facebook, whatever it is, and get a much larger reach um, for this. So I'm, I'm really excited about this project. I think this is a long-term project. It's something that I can actually start doing now. I still, I already have one other video planned. Um, I've got the text where written out. I've got all the videos recorded. I just need to start putting it together and I probably will hear sometime soon. Um, I've got some other videos that I've already been thinking about creating even here in Florida. And then when we get to Japan, I can do more. I've got all the equipment to do it. So I'm really excited about this project. It's something that I can start doing right now. And that when we get to Japan, it can continue to bear fruit. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. And I think that there's a, a lot to, to do with it. So we'll see how it all goes, but certainly would appreciate your prayers for that, that it'll be fruitful because if it is, it could be something that has a, a large impact and a reaching impact um, and, uh, and allows me to use my creative talents in a way that honors God. That's something I've wanted to do for a long time, not just take pictures, just to take pictures, but to do pictures and videos and things like that to glorify God. And so this is an opportunity to do exactly that. Um, I love what you said about having the Japanese people involved in this. You really just facilitating their sharing, their unique testimony and their unique perspective as Japanese people. And it reminded me of this quote that I heard that I believe came from a Japanese man who said to a missionary, do not bring us the gospel as a potted plant. Bring us the seed of the gospel and plant it in our soil. And I feel like that's what this gives us opportunity to do, to bring the gospel and plant it in their soil because their soil is unique and special to God. 
and I'm just really excited about you. I mean, Leslie has forever been trying to find a way to serve God through his talents, and he has many talents. And so seeing, again, the potential of God's work through this unique talent he's given him is really exciting to me, too. Yeah, and I think that quote is is really good because that is exactly it. You know, I, I, I'm not trying to build a name for myself. You know, I, I I don't think very many Japanese people want to hear me speak Japanese <laughs> for a long time. I'm honestly surprised that the people at Matsudo even want to hear me speak Japanese every week. Um, so I, I don't even like hearing me speak Japanese. So, you know, that said, I mean, I do my best, but I really think it's going to be so much better received from Japanese Christians especially when they see, look, these guys, this isn't a cult, you know, these people aren't, I don't know, freaks and weirdos, you know, this aren't, these aren't people who like we look at and are just like, well, you guys have problems. Not that we don't look different. I mean, we should look different. I hope we look different, but they can see that these are real people and these aren't bad people. They're good people. They're, they're people who are full of love and godliness and righteousness. And, and that, you know, they can see the Holy Spirit working in these people's lives, even if they're not sure exactly that's what it is at first. And they can see that this is not, this is something that's accessible to them. This isn't a foreign religion. Christianity is not an American religion that's getting brought into Japan to overtake Japan. This isn't imperialism. We're not trying to come in and, and overtake Japan with our religion. This is the story of reality, as, as Greg Kokel calls it. Um, it's the story of reality. And so that story of reality belongs to them just as much as anybody else. And so, I mean, I guess you could say really it belongs to God, but it's available to them in their unique situation and, as the quote says, their unique soil. So anyway, again, I'm really excited about this. I think there's a whole lot of possibilities for this, and uh, I'm already starting on it. So that's something that we're doing now moving forward so that we're not just sitting around twiddling our thumbs waiting for the border to open. We're already in, involved, basically, in the mission in a way, and uh, this is something we can do now and continue to do until we're ready to leave and continue to do once we get in Japan. So anyway, those are a couple of big projects that I've already started on. And like I said, we're, we're really excited about getting those underway a little bit more. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully as they get more developed, we'll be able to share a little bit more about them in the future. So anyway, so those are, those are the, some of the things we're involved in right now, but that's actually not the extent of our plans. So we mentioned that um, if we're still here in September, that, you know, I'll be stepping back completely from the work at the church here in Florida. So we've actually got some travels planned if we aren't on the precipice of leaving in September. Um, and so uh, Sarah is going to share some of what our plans are in September, assuming that we are still here. We keep saying that, and I keep thinking about verses saying, like, don't make plans for tomorrow. <laughs> um just because everything is, like you said, qualified with if this comes to pass. Yeah, it's like, it's like what James says, you know, if the Lord wills, we'll do this or that. That's basically how I feel about all of this. It's like, I, I have no idea what God's willing to do, what doors he's going to open. So if the Lord wills, all, we're going to do all of these things. But these are our plans, Lord willing. Anyway. Yep. So in September, um, we're looking at taking a trip out to LaGrange, our sponsoring congregation, for an extended time um, probably around a month. And I'm really excited about this because we did not have a relationship with LaGrange prior to their um, accepting our request for them to become our sponsoring congregation. And so being able to spend time out there. Which is amazing, isn't it? I it mean, think is. about that. This, this church said, we've never met you, but we see the work that you want to do and we're up for it. Like that's just that just blows me away. But anyway, these guys are incredible. They are so encouraging and just so invested in God's mission in Japan. And it's not like they have a long history of being invested in God's mission in Japan. As far as I know, we're their history, <laughs> right? Um, but I mean, we just we drink it up when we are with them. We've visited them twice already. And so we're really looking forward to spending a month out there fellowshipping with them, getting to know them well, letting them get to know us so that we can really feel like we are partners in this mission. And they have just already shown us how much they're partners. I remember when we first, the very first time we went out there, probably 10 different people who were not even in leadership, they were just members, asked us, what can we do to support you 
in addition to financially. And I it kind of caught me off guard because I was like, well, I haven't really thought about that a lot. Nobody, not nobody, but not a lot of people really think to ask that. Um, and so that was just a huge blessing to us to know we're going to be taken care of, like God is using these people to take care of his people um, when we're on the mission field. And so being able to spend time out there, being able to be in each other's homes, well, they won't be in our home because we won't have a home. But <laughs> Although they're free to come anytime if they want to come to Florida, you know, or we'll be happy to put them up. Or Japan. <laughs> or Japan, absolutely. That's true too. Um, so us being able to spend time in their homes really will allow us to get to know them on such a deep, vulnerable, personal level. And that can only be a blessing. Well, I think God has blessed this. So I can say that can only be a blessing. Maybe for some people it wouldn't be. But um, yeah, I think especially for the kids to be able to experience um, that unique relationship of being partnered in mission work, um, I think is going to be good. Being able to spend time fasting and praying together over the work, preparing our minds and our hearts and our spirits for whenever we do get to go to Japan is just going to be a priceless time. And I mean, it's, I hope that we're gone before then, but if we're not, then I am really hopeful that we will be able to have that time out there with them. Yeah. And, and again, it's related to our mission. And so we feel good about that. We feel good that we're not just going to be again, sitting around twiddling our thumbs, hoping that things change sometime soon. We've actually got plans that we can engage in we can get to know our sponsoring church better. They can get to know us better. You know, they can be a blessing to us. We hope that we can be a blessing to them during that time and uh, just, you know, grow in our relationships so that we have a more solid foundation to move forward from as we go to Japan. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're really grateful for them. I just I can't say how much of a blessing they've been to us already. And, um, you know, Lord willing... That's going to be a, a long relationship that we have uh, of working together and partnering together with the uh, mission in Japan. And the so, great thing about Leslie's projects that he's working on is that they can tr they travel well. So he can be doing these things, um, working on the JSE website and working on these devotional thoughts, um, no matter where we are. Yeah, and that's, that's right. the same with um, the kids. Their language study has been on Zoom. And so we can tra travel with that. Homeschool, we can travel with that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's true. I mean, even, you know, Texas, for example, gives some unique opportunities for filming that I can do for the videos, as an example. Um, there's a lot of farmers out there. I've already been thinking about maybe some ways that I can follow some of the farmers around a little bit and, and kind of talk about some of what they do and maybe use that for some videos. Um, obviously there's also just unique scenery in Texas and, and such. So some interesting opportunities for that. And again, you know, if I have a space to just sit quietly and work, I can be preparing my lessons wherever I am. And, and so that is a, a great blessing. It's not like it takes me away from any of the work that I'll be doing any of my projects. So, um, at least for the short term, that's a, a good option. Now, like I said, Lord willing, September, we're going to be looking at going. That's that's what I hope. And there's been a lot of motion in that direction. And hopefully the situation in the U.S. will have improved by that point so that maybe Japan will feel a little more comfortable, but only God knows. So in the meantime, we make our plans. God direct the, directs the footsteps and we leave it in his hands. So that's our, that's our plan there. There's one more thing actually we've been busy with too, though, which is language study. Um, so... You know, obviously, even though we're here in the U.S., um, it's really important for us to be exposing ourselves to the language as, as much as possible. It's It's been three years. It was three years at the end of June that we came back from Japan um, when we were working in Matsudo previously, which is hard to believe. I, I can't believe it's been three years, you know. Um, to be fair, for me, it was a little bit shorter because, kind of, because I spent three weeks there in January of last year. So, you know, I, I was there for a little bit more recently than Sarah and the kids have been, but still thinking about three years since we lived there, that's just kind of crazy to me. But anyway, so, you know, it has been a while, so we need to keep up that language. So there's a lot of things that we've been doing and I'll let Sarah kind of share for her and the kids in just a second here. But for me, there's really a couple of big things that I do. Number one is I expose myself to a lot of Japanese on pretty much a daily basis. Every single day, 
Like at nighttime when I go to sleep, I always have to listen to something when I go to sleep. I cannot sleep if it's just totally quiet unless I'm absolutely exhausted. Um, if I get in bed and I'm not just totally wiped and I try to fall asleep, it's going to take me a while just on my own because my thoughts just, I just think and I think and those keep me from sleeping very well. So I always listen to something and a lot of times I'll just put on a TV show and um, I have some some uh, headphones that I stick under my pillow so it doesn't bother Sarah and I just listen to something. Well, what I've been doing for a long time is almost every night I listen to a Japanese TV show. I have something under under my pillow in Japanese basically and I fall asleep listening to that. And so that constantly exposes me to that. So at the very least I'm getting that. Sometimes Sarah and I will watch a show together um, and, and maybe she'll tell you about some of the shows that she enjoys. Um, we don't necessarily enjoy all the same stuff exactly. And honestly, some of the stuff that I watch, I don't even enjoy. I just, I just do it for the Japanese. But I also listen to a lot of Japanese music too, and I'll try to translate those songs so I can understand them better, and that helps me grow in my language a little bit. Um, another thing I've been doing is I've been using an app called Anki. And Anki, I, I don't, I, I think it's actually beyond just Japanese. They have a lot of different flashcards basically that you can use, but um, they have a lot of Japanese kanji cards. And that's definitely an area where I need to grow is in my kanji. So I've been trying to expose myself on a regular basis to those kanji flashcards and growing in that. So, you know, that's the thing, even though we've spent so much time in Japan and I speak Japanese and I can deal in Japanese, there's still a lot of growth that needs to happen. And especially this time around, um, I think we know we need to improve our Japanese significantly so that we can fully comfortably operate in Japan in the language. Um, so that's what I've been doing. Um, but Sarah and the kids have been doing some unique things for them, especially for the kids. They're kind of in a, in a different situation. So um, Sarah can share what, what they're doing. So you talking about us not sharing the same Japanese TV preferences. Like, no, we don't because I'm not a Japan nerd. <laughs> I think about nine years ago, we took um, a Japanese course at the local college here in Florida. And after our last class, our entire class went out to eat. And I remember just looking around and listening to the conversations the people were having at our table. And I was like, man, all these people are nerds. And I said something about that to one of my friends. And they were like, yeah, what does that say about you, Sarah? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm the exception to the rule. But so I, I don't know, I tend to not really be into a bunch of the Japanese stuff. But Leslie's, um, as far as the TV and movies, but Leslie has introduced me to a couple that I enjoy. There's one show on Netflix called Samurai Gourmet, and you guys should check it out. You can put on the subtitles. That's what I always make Leslie do. Um, I try. I try to force her not to, but she doesn't always accept it. I'm a visual learner. I am not an I don't know aud audible learner. I'm not sure what you say, um, but Netflix and Amazon Prime actually have a surprising amount of Japanese shows. So if you guys are interested in that, I definitely recommend checking that out. Although do be careful because not all of them oh, yeah. are always super great. There's some that I started watching and had to stop because as I went through, I was like, yeah, this is not great. But um, there are like Samurai Gourmet is certainly not, <laughs> not one of those. So look at the titles and then ask Leslie if they're <laughs> acceptable yeah, right. or not. If you ever want to know and you ask me, I'll be happy to try to give some some advice. He's probably tried out every title that they have on those. But um, in addition to that, we also have subscribed to a website that is exclusively Japanese TV shows. And so they have um, a collection of the morning kids TV shows that we used to watch when we were in Japan. Yeah, these are actually like TV shows that come on the networks in Japan. Like they're actively currently ones that people would watch just on nightly TV in Japan. So um, I get that and I turn that on several mornings a week usually for the kids to watch. And I don't know how much they absorb, but at least they're hearing it. Boston's really into it. Um, and he keeps talking about like, when I go to kindergarten, I can say this to my friends and say that to my friends. And I'm going to study Japanese so I can talk to my friends. And it's super cute. And I'm really excited that he's excited about it. Um, in addition to that, the girls have continued their Japanese um, tutoring and they do that twice a week for 30 minutes because um, one of the kids really can't do more than 30 minutes at a time. <laughs> she just gets a little overwhelmed. But we've been able to keep that up on Zoom. And again, that's something we can do, like I said, if we go out to Texas, um, they can continue that. And um, when we were traveling last month, our teacher 
suggested a couple apps for the girls to download onto their iPads so they could keep practicing. And so we've done that. And I put it on Boston's too. And he's very into it every day. He's like, can I study my Japanese? And I'm like, sure, go for it. Have some screen time um, and actually learn something. So that's what they've been doing. I use um, something called Wani Kani. And I used this when we were in Japan, actually, and it really helped me a lot. It teaches the um, kanji, but in teaching you kanji, it also obviously is teaching you vocabulary. And so I slacked off a bit with that towards the end of the girls' school year just because I was super stressed trying to figure out how to pack and teach and do everything well. Um, and then we were traveling for June, but now that we're back, I think... I can get back into that and try to pick up what I can while we're still here in the States. Um, that's a great resource. My brother-in-law actually turned me on to that. So I highly recommend Wanikani too, if you are trying to learn Japanese. Um, so that's what we've been doing for language study. Yeah. And um, that's been, you know, it's been good, I think, for the girls. Uh, you know, I, I still feel like the girls have it in the back of their mind. Um, I think that once we get to Japan and they hear their friends speaking it, a lot of it's going to just start coming back naturally. Um, you know, it may take a little bit of time because it has been a while, but I'm hopeful. The one good thing is that they already have the pronunciations down. In fact, a lot of times they say words in, in English that nobody would say that way in English, but because they learned it in Japanese, you know, when we lived in Japan, they say it that way. So for example, like um, Nintendo, they say Nintendo. They always say Nintendo, which is the right way to say it in Japanese. That's how you would say it in Japanese. In Japan, I mean, it is a Japanese company, company after all. In Japan, they say Nintendo. And so the girls say Nintendo still. And I never correct them because I was like, well, that's what I want them to say. And like mini, if they say like, you know, it's a, a mini, I don't know, a, a whatever, a mini this or a mini that, a miniature thing, they say mini. It's mini, <laughs> um, which again is like how you would say it in Japanese. So they still have a lot of that stuff that they just have ingrained in them. And I really do believe once we get back, it's going to come back pretty easily. Um, that's certainly my prayer. So, but what we, whatever we can do now is certainly helpful. So, uh, anyway, so those are basically our plans. Those are the things that we're involved in right now. As you can see, we're actually pretty busy. We've got a lot going on in, in relation to the work that's coming up. And, you know, obviously once they announce that we can go, we're going to be really busy very quickly. Um, trying just to get everything done because, you know, we have things packed, but we still have a lot of things we have to pack and we still have a lot of things that we have to sell. We have things, uh, you know, just, just lots of things we got to get done. So anyway, Lord willing, that'll be soon. But until then, we've got things that are going to be keeping us busy and uh, we're excited to start moving forward in this direction and uh, just continue to pray for God to open the door. And, you know, the thing is, even as difficult as it is to be waiting, as difficult as it is to be stuck in limbo, as frustrating as that can be, we feel very confident that the reason this is happening, that God is going to use this maybe is a better way of saying it, that God is going to use this to make us more fruitful. This time, whatever it is, is going to make us more fruitful. And I, and I think that's already happening to some extent. For example, you know, if we had already been in Japan earlier, um, this project that I started, this this video project, I probably wouldn't have done. I don't know that I would have thought about doing it or at least ever really necessarily gotten things going. But because we've been here, um, and particularly because the pandemic started, I started doing those videos, and then I started thinking about creating better videos. And that's what gave birth to, you know, this project for the website and the other video kind of ministry. And that also brought me into thinking about developing a website for JSE. And so those are just two examples off the top of my head where we've already seen some potential fruit that will continue in Japan um, that would not have happened had this not come about. Now, obviously, I'm not saying it was all for us. I'm not saying God brought a pandemic for this purpose. My point is just to say God can use the situations in our life that are frustrating for very good things. And so we believe that whatever the reason for the delay, God is going to use it to make sure that we are more fruitful. And so, you know, we're eager to get over there, certainly. Um, but we trust that God is doing something good and that fruit is going to be born because of this delay. 
So we try to be patient and uh, keep our hope up, keep our, our spirits up as best as we can and uh, continue to focus on the work. But we greatly appreciate your prayers. Please do be praying for us. Please specifically be praying that God will be you know, moving and that he will open those doors soon that, so that we can go. I mean, especially for the sake of our family, for the sake of our kids, um, you know, and, and for the sake of Matsudo too, that we can go and start doing this work. We're eager to do it. We're ready to do it. And we need God to be moving and doing things that we simply cannot do. It's completely in his hands. And so we would uh, definitely desire your prayers to that end. And uh, be praying for us as we try to help the kids through this as well. Um, be praying for the kids. Be praying for our language abilities. And again, not just about us. Be praying, please, for other missionaries out there who you may know who are in similar situations. Because I guarantee you, it's difficult for all of us. And I'm sure it's difficult for you too. <laughs> so um, you probably understand that very well. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening as always. Um, hopefully this has given you a little bit more details. If you receive our newsletter, then you probably saw some of these things, but I think this has probably given you in a lot more detail, some of what we shared in the newsletter. And if you don't get that newsletter, make sure you go to our website and sign up for it because that's the way that you'll first get a lot of the information and there you'll get pictures and things like that, that I can't obviously share with you, um, through a podcast. So if you want to see pictures and things, especially once we're uh, on the field in Japan, then sign up for our newsletter and you'll be able to get that uh, once that starts going. So uh, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time out and uh, thank you for supporting us, whether that's financially or whether that's with your prayers. We are incredibly grateful for your support. It means the world to us. And um, yeah, I just can't thank you enough. Well, this has been Leslie and Sarah. And once again, thank you for listening. And we will catch you in the next episode, whenever that is, wherever that is. Um, we'll see you then. Thanks again. Bye-bye.